It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, welcome back to the Villa View podcast. You're listening or watching me and Tom Julian. Probably should have said Tom Julian and I, so I've got that in the wrong order. That's a good, that's a good start. Bad English. Tom, how are you? I'm not too bad. I, maybe I'm going to take a review of you this time <laughs> no, around. Not today. Not today. I'm not feeling good today. Not feeling good? No, a bit bad day. It's been following me around all day. I'm like a bad smell. But yeah. I'll, I'll battle through. You had a tough one. It's midweek, isn't it? Hump, hump day. It is hump day. It is hump day for us. This will be Thursday by the time the podcast goes out but anyway hope everyone is well we have got some nitty gritty stuff that we need to go through at the start of the podcast at the request of editor and producer extraordinaire Daniel Rollinson aka Rollo95 he has asked for us to comment on the fact that people were saying to get rid of the border in episode 2 so I think we'll be flitting between the two through the podcast is that correct uh yeah so there's well there's going to be a comments section uh, on the youtube version there's going to be a comment uh, obviously as normal and dan's going to make a comment so you can you can like the with border or without border whichever your preference is so yeah i think they'll be flitting between the two today and you can uh, you can pick and choose as you like and then we'll go from there whoever yeah, wins see, wins. see what the vote is uh, what was the other stuff we got to go through? This is really boring for the people who are just listening because they. Well, no, the this video one thing makes no difference to them. This one is for the audio subscribers, particularly iTunes subscribers. Uh, we've had some really great comments on iTunes um, uh, on YouTube so far, but what we need is iTunes reviews just to just to help us boost the podcast. It makes it more searchable, that kind of thing. So if you do like the podcast, that's great. Uh, please review us on on iTunes or or SoundCloud um, if if you're listening via via that medium. Yes. Um, but yeah, it'd be really good if you can review us. And if you don't like us, hey, review Sigh. review us anyway. Yeah, let us know what's what what you'd prefer to hear. And as always, send in your questions and comments, and we'd love to get to them. To be honest, I'd prefer that people send in five star reviews. If I'm being honest, one thing I've noticed on iTunes is if you type in Villa, we're one of the top things that come up. But if you type in Aston Villa, we're nowhere. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a little quirk. Okay, well, maybe include Aston Villa in your comments and maybe that'll help. I'm not sure. Yeah. Neither Just do what you can for us, please. Yeah, we appreciate it. So let's get to the Aston Villa podcast, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Shall we talk about some football? Well, let's start with the fact that last week I started by giving you a review of your performance. I've not 
done a review this time what i've decided to do is to leave it open to the people who watch and subscribe and listen i want you to say what you thought of tom julian's performance this week last week was obviously a bit of a stinker for him because he made the big famous marlon harewood mistake saying he used to play for reading that was disastrous yeah lack of knowledge lack of research lack of nous <laughs> maybe all three of those things could be could be thrown at you i've noticed marlon harewood actually been liking a few tweets even liked a tweet where someone called him Goomba from the Mario Brothers. Wow. So That's not great, is good, it? Good sense of humour from Big Marlon, my, my cult hero. But yeah, he's been getting involved on, on Twitter, so that's that's nice to see. So yeah, obviously I gave Tom a 5 out of 10. Episode 1, I probably would say it was a similar score for episode 2. So on this episode, if you can give him a rank, uh, like a mark of how you think he's done, that'd be great. Don't say anything about me, because to be honest, I don't want to hear it. Wow, okay. It feels like, I think that's a little bit harsh. I mean, the Marlon Harewood, yes, it did follow me around like a bad smell, but there was some, I think there were some good points that I made. I can't remember any of them off the top no, of my head, no. but uh, I, I, let's go for a six out of ten, I reckon, of evaluating myself, which is still pretty harsh if you're right. evaluating yourself. Well, it's not, it's nearly, it's just over halfway. Listen, at some I don't think you're pulling up any trees. Let's put it that way. <laughs> at some point, I'm going to get organised. I'm going to start reviewing you, okay, and then we'll, then we'll release it. There have been a, a couple of style points on 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 just how you kind of compose yourself, especially when you're at work today. But uh, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit <laughs> let's later. Let's start on. with it. Let's start. Yeah, with you want to go? It's to a good it. chance then to plug the video that's literally at the time of filming, come out about half an hour ago. A video where Matt and I went back over our pre-season predictions that we made just before last season started i think i ended up with a c plus and matt with a with a d i think i came off slightly better than matt although i did make some really bad shouts as did he see again i have issue with this i think you say i think you're just louder than matt is <laughs> so you're very vocal when you get something right but actually he got more championship top six finishes than you i think he got more premier league finishes than you the only ones that you got right were the ones that he also got right yeah, because he copies me right. a lot of the time. Except for the ones that he got right and you oh, didn't. Yeah, but you're saying that, but if you go, I mean, I don't want to spoil the video for the people that haven't watched it because I'm sure people are dying to tune in and watch it, but I've got, I got the top two of the championship right. What I will say is that they've both got an awful lot wrong and oh, there's, well. some, there's some terrible shouts in there. I will also say that it's, it's very hard to do predictions. It's really hard. A year in advance. I'm sure we'll all be putting them to the test again this year. Well, I might even make you do some yeah. this year as part of the podcast and hey. then we can sit here with Mr. Smarmy and see, <laughs> and see how good <laughs> not, you are. Not Smarmy. I just, I'm sticking up for Matt because uh, you are, again, very loud and uh, and brash, I think, <laughs> would be the right word. And uh, yeah, You're putting him down. Matt's very rash. Yeah. I'm well, brash. Matt's rash. It, it works. My favourite comment from, from the video um, was from Jon Snow... Game of Thrones fame. Okay. Uh, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame up oh. the villa. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I know that's a that's a phrase, isn't it? You yeah, know it nothing, is. Jon Snow. So I've done well there. Has to be more northern. Uh, yeah, I've no good accents except for Brummie. <laughs> uh, I think what I was wearing, it's on point. The ripped shirts are very on vogue. Do you want to stand up now? No, I'm not standing up. I've He's got, got me, more ripped I've got jeans on. Now. It, it's not very professional, is it? I'd argue that. Matt's playing it a bit safe with it, with his dress code for someone of his young age, and I think maybe I'm taking a few more risks as someone who's a bit older. I was going to say, do you think that you're dressing too young? I mean, you're, you're, you're over 30 now. The only thing I can think of is that it's the kind of thing I can imagine Cristiano Ronaldo would wear, and he's older than me. But he also looks a lot better than me. Yes. So it's, I mean, yeah. it's difficult. That's congratulate Real Madrid for their Champions League win just on a, on a football Yeah, I'm now. sure Real Madrid want to hear from us. Um, so, so well done. i tell you what. If, if we will talk about the Champions League for just a brief second, yeah. 
I thought it was great, but then I left the pub feeling really disappointed in the end with the Ramos, um, oh, yeah. the sending up. It just left a really bad taste in my mouth. I mean, Real Madrid were going to win it. Were, yeah. Juventus weren't having any chances and they were beaten. It just didn't need to happen for me. But the thing is, if he's on your team doing that kind of thing, you probably love him. And if it was a close game and he's trying to trying to do that to make sure his team wins, see them over the line. But as you say, it was all it was comfortable. The game, the game was won, and it, there's just no need for it. And the guy had only been on the pitch about seven minutes, and he got himself sent off. A real congratulations to Cristiano Ronaldo, who is an absolute phenomenon. Yeah. And again, one little thing that sticks in my craw a little bit: when when they win, I mean, he's won what four now. He's won, yeah, he's won a few. So go go and congratulate the or commiserate with the other team. Congratulate your teammates. Just don't dive on the nah, floor. But like, he must be used to that by now. He knows what winning feels like. He's one of the senior why, members of that team. That's why he's a winner. Because of things like that. He's got a, he's got a single-minded mentality. I don't believe that. I think there's... I see what you're saying about the team thing. Yeah. But he's he's the main reason why they've won the Champions League because he's pulled them through. He's, I mean, he's got a hat-trick two games running. Yeah. Two, sorry, two rounds running he, he's up to a... the final. He's got a double in the final. He's just a machine. Listen, I'm not questioning his ability. <laughs> if I was, then I'd be thrown off the podcast straight away. Are you, are you Ronaldo or Messi? I'm a Ronaldo. Ronaldo, guy. me yeah. too. Let us know in the comments whether you're Ronaldo or Messi, just as a... A side, and which one we should it. sign? I read that in somewhere that we were linked with Messi. Um, I don't think either of them would get past Codger. No, do you not in think? In all honesty, no. Not what about three up front? No. Well, maybe if we both three up front, they might both get. They might sneak it. Let's move on to Villa. Let's, let's get back. Villa. Let's get back to your predictions. Um, yeah, don't give too much away. But can you give us one prediction that you were particularly proud of? Oh well, <laughs> look at him, the cat that got the cream. I predicted that Jonathan Codger would be Villa's top scorer and I for some reason said that he would score 18 goals so I was one off with my prediction of goals I mean that's that's, not, that's very good that's not just a prediction that's precise because I wasn't asked to give how many goals I thought they'd score but I took it upon myself to put my neck on the line as I always do and I, I'll come at Trump's so to be fair that's probably the one I'm, I'm most proud of Dan Bardell, in his fashion and his predictions, puts his head on the line I don't mess around no you really Head's don't always on the chopping block <laughs> um, I will say I have a, a little bit of a contention with you, um, okay. as I always do, yeah. um, with the predictions, because again, this week you said that you were kind of forced to put Villa into your top six. Now, we've spoken on this podcast, I think we can go back last week and the week before, where you you kind of flip-flop a little bit, Dan. You kind of, sometimes you're saying, oh yeah, I thought Villa were going to do really well last season. Sometimes you go, oh, I didn't want to put them in the top six. Come on, put it, no, put, I put it straight. I never, I would never said Villa were going to do well. Last season. I think we can go back to week I, one. You, welcome to look back. I do not think I've ever said that last season I thought Villa were going to do well. I said I thought it'd be tough. I did, I did say at the start of the season I thought we'd make top six or at least be challenging for the top six. And we should have been. To be fair, I don't care what you say. We, sh- we should have been travelling. Travelling? We should have been challenging for top six. So, but I reluctantly put, put them in. When you thing is, it was very, very early days for me mm-hmm. on the Villa View. Then I'd only just joined. So if I'm coming on the Villa View and then saying... I don't think Villa are going to get top six. Then people, I'm not going to really endear myself to people. No, I think that's I? fair. No, I, th- I think you've got to be positive. I mean, this time last year, I wasn't positive as, at all, as we know. But um, but yeah, like you say, you were new and uh, you had to have a little bit of optimism. You did also say that Brighton were going to go up automatically and through the Newcastle. playoffs. 
Yeah, that was um, I don't so think I said that. that didn't make no sense. proof of that. I'm sure if there was proof, Dan Rollinson would have put that in the video at that <laughs> point, and he didn't. So I'm saying I didn't say that. Please watch uh, watch the Villa View. Um, what's it called? Player predictions? Uh, Season no, predictions? Uh, a review of our predictions, basically. I something can't the exact wording. Something like that. The URL you'll find it. Look on the Villa View. It's on the Villa View. And make sure you subscribe to that as well, because that's that's some really good content. Uh, and there's been some other content, hasn't there? Yeah, we travelled down to to Villa Park yesterday. I think we knocked out four videos so obviously the predictions one that's already up me and Matt chose two players each to go over who we'd who we'd sign if we were Aston Villa manager I tried to knock Matt down a bit to be honest as always if you, yeah. if you go back and I made a real real like out there shout to be fair I'm not going to spoil it but I think it's a decent shout uh, God I can't remember what else we did we looked at pre-season where Villa are going what our expectations are of pre-season and then we did one more thing as well, which I cannot remember for the life of me. Well, it's all going to come up in uh, in in future weeks, isn't it? And yep. before you know it, we are going to be into pre-season. Yeah, July, first week of July. And uh, and it's all going to kick off again. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I must say, having having just even doing this podcast once a week just makes me like itch to to get back to football already. Oh, it needs to come back. I mean, I've said previously things like that. Yeah. in different ways but he does need he does need to come back but I'm looking forward to actually I'm looking forward to England under 21s because Grealish is obviously in the squad and I expect him to play a role I'll probably actually be on the bench again I think so yeah probably being used as an impact player for England but you, I'm looking forward to seeing him you'd think that that's fair though isn't it I like considering his I mean this time last year Grealish was the 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 hot topic wasn't he it was whether he's going to sign for Ireland or England um, was that the season before I thought that was last nah, year nah I think it was I can't remember. Oh, you took yeah, a year off. You're right. We went you down, took a year and then off. you uh, might be right. I think we'll I, I think, research that. Think I am right um, for once. And and he so he was he was hot property this year. It's not quite happened for him. So I I kind of feel like the bench is is the right place for him. He shouldn't be out of the squad, but I don't think he's commanded a starting position just yet. For me, he works better starting again than he does coming off the bench although saying that his best performance last season was arguably when he came on against Brighton mm. away from home where he did turn the game and we should have won really I just think he's not really utilised properly by, by Villa in the main and he's someone I'll always defend currently until he gives me a reason, reason not to but I just think we misuse him and we mistreat him like I think Jack Grealish isn't necessarily a problem for Aston Villa I think Aston Villa is actually a problem for Jack Jack Grealish he could have got, got a move 12 months ago if he'd have wanted one, I don't care how low people think his stock stock's fallen. A Premier League team would have taken a punt on Grealish, and I've said before, if you put him in a team like Southampton, who nurture youth the right way, play football arguably the right way, he'll flourish. But he's playing for Villa, a, a disjointed side that's been a mess ever since he came into the first team, except for that spell when he first came in and Sherwood got us playing some nice stuff, and he had good players around him that he linked up well well with. You don't have. I think it was his fourth ever, third or fourth ever start for Villa. The game, the famous game at Wembley, Liverpool in the FA Cup semi-final, where he absolutely ran it. That was unbelievable. You don't, you don't run a game like that at that age, having not had ever only ever played four or five Premier League starts, unless you're a good player. It's against a team like Liverpool. It's at Wembley, so he obviously can thrive under the pressure. I think his confidence has arguably took a hit over the last eighteen months. He very rarely plays in his strongest position. And I just think there's a player there that should be ripping up the championship. But for whatever reason, it, it hasn't happened. And I hope we utilise him better next season because otherwise it's just going to be a wasted talent. And then, like other players, as it's been like with Michael Brighton, uh, Gary Cahill, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. 
Listen, I totally agree with everything you're saying. So I've got two questions for you, really. The first one, will he ever thrive under Bruce? And the second one, should we be building a team around somebody like Grealish, a young player who could be at Villa for, for a long time to come, instead of just kind of fitting him in wherever we think it might work? Well, he said himself that he wants to stay at Villa for his whole career. Lots of players have said lots of things. I'd be very surprised if he did. I see the sentiment behind it because he is a proper Villa fan. I know, yeah. I know for fact how much he loves Aston Villa. I, I, I know this for absolute fact. People question it, but I don't. I don't know why. The stuff he does off the pitch proves goes a long way to prove that. Yeah. Yeah. As well, he's a nice kid, a nice guy. He hasn't been. Ru- I don't think he was ruthless enough when he did play last last season. He's arguably is capable of more. But we've spoke sat here and spoke about Villa's style of football as of. Other people have questioned it. That style of football isn't going to be beneficial to Jack Grealish because by the time he, he's stuck out on the wing half the time when he plays, which isn't, isn't his position, he's, he's a number ten. You play him when we played him number ten, but behind Benteke with Delph and Cleverly around him, he thrived, and he didn't just thrive because those were good players. He thrived because he's a good player, and obviously players playing with better players brings the best out of them. Villa's football has been rubbish in the main, and the Bruce thing's interesting because Bruce is going to have to change his style anyway. He's going to have to because that style won't won't get us top six, in my opinion. And having a whole summer to work on a style of football, we should be coming out with something that's more productive than what we saw at the end of last season. So for me, if he wants to play nicer football, there's a place for Grealish in the starting eleven because he's a lovely, lovely footballer. Mm. Yeah, so do you build it around him? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You necessarily build it around him. There's some games where you don't necessarily, you, you wouldn't play him. You want yep. to be a bit firmer, play a 4-3-3. I, I get that. But he should have been playing a whole lot more than he was mm-hmm. last season for me. And someone like Hogan yeah. is going to thrive off having someone like Jack behind him rather than Villa sitting back, punting long balls up to him. It's not his game. What an excellent segue that was, Dan. Uh, you mentioned Hogan. Let's yeah. talk about the Villa Views forwards recap. Yeah. Um, you went into every forward from Ayu to Agbon Lahore, uh, talking about all their different contributions. I thought, both of you were, were fairly bang on the money. Uh, Hogan is one of these players that we haven't seen the best of yet. I think most people would agree that. Do you think that that's going to come next year, or do you think his? Do you think he's one of these players that injury just gets the better of him? I'm worried about his injuries. Yeah, because he struggled with the injuries at, at Brentford and he struggled throughout his career. And even just being at Villa in this short short time, he's picked up a couple of fairly lengthy injuries that that have kept him out. He'll obviously start the season because we spent a lot of money on him. And I think possibly there's a place, I'm contradicting myself with what I just said about Grealish, but I can see Hogan and McCormack linking up. I think McCormack's going to get another chance. Hogan's a good player at this level. He scored goals for, for Brentford, but Brentford play football in a, in a nice manner. They mm-hmm. play nice football, and that's why he scored goals there. For Villa, I don't. I remember him missing one chance, I think it was against Reading at home, that he should have tucked away. But other than that, I don't recall him missing too many chances. He just wasn't getting any service, and he was actually making clever runs. I was studying him a lot. I was watching him very closely, and his off-the-ball movement is very good. There just was no one on the pitch who could seem to find him because the midfield was up past the half. Very rarely, sorry, got past the halfway line to make an incisive pass, and then the, the wingers were also backing up the fullback. So he very rarely got any the, the correct service. Mm-hmm. I think he'll come good because, as I say, we're going to have to change the way we play, and if we don't change the way we play, I think Bruce is going to be in trouble because we're not going to be in and around the top six. You look at the teams that have gone up, Huddersfield, Brighton, Newcastle, they all play nice football. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that you, championship, you've got to win ugly. You've, that's, that's how you get up. 
for a run of games when we were, lo- were losing and then we suddenly went on a winning run, the winning ugly worked, but long term, that won't work. Yeah, I think Brighton and Huddersfield have shown that you don't have to win ugly to, to necessarily... Oh, I some lovely stuff. You have, to, you have to win the close games. I think that's where that that uh, that quote maybe derives from. You have yeah. to you have to be able to to shut teams out, which we couldn't do at the start of the season. We could do... But then we couldn't add the goals in in the middle. So, um, yeah, I think there's parts of that. But I think you're right. I think if, if Hogan can be fit, then he could be a real, real nice addition. Uh, if you haven't watched the video, it's actually my favourite of the squad... Uh, recap so far. I really liked. Slim pickings. <laughs> I really liked what you said, um, Dan, about Gabby Agbonhor. About he was he was really frozen out, kind of at, at the start of the season. And to be honest, some would say that was fair, and I'd be inclined to agree. Well, so I would say that I, I don't I don't think this is an excuse, but I think that's ob- that could obviously be the reason that he became kind of unmotivated and ill-disciplined, and obviously he had those. But those he was issues. ill-disciplined before. That but, happened. But wasn't it all kind of part of the same story? He wasn't playing well, as much. He was a disgrace in the Premier League that last season in the Premier League. He was an absolute disgrace. I don't think I don't think he's a Premier League player. Not necessarily anyway. anymore, but he has been. Well, certainly he's, has he's been. had some good moments yeah. in the Premier League. More more good moments than than most players would get in a lifetime. Yeah, sure. I'd say. He's had a has a had a nice nice career. I think I mean he's only thirty. I cannot believe Gabby Abonahor is That's crazy, that's isn't terrible. it? That's <laughs> terrible. I also noticed the other day that Yedinak's about the same age as me, which seems unbelievable because I see Yedinak as being like a 50-year-old man. But yeah, and yeah, he, fact, he's only a bit older than me. He that's looks scary. younger than you. and uh... I don't think he looks younger It's <laughs> very scary. Let's get back onto Abonahor for a second. I think, uh, I think what you said was that if he's properly motivated, um, then he can be a good, reliable player in this league. And I, th- I think that's true. Possibly. You were um, kind of creepily talking a l- quite a lot about his Instagram. You got quite animated at that point. No, no, I was, it looks like he's putting in the work. Yeah. So I was complimenting sure. him on the fact that he's putting in the work. Listen, that's not my it's not my position to say, but if he does put in the work, you know, I think he's a real, real good addition to this squad. Well, one thing I did learn from that video is the fact I don't think we need to be buying a striker yeah. in the summer because we're, pre- we're pretty well stocked. And I'd like to see Keenan Davis and Hepburn Murphy mm-hmm. giving a bit of chance. Gabby's a funny one because Matt has very strong opinions on him and a lot of Villa fans do and I'm not, not knocking those opinions. To me, he was an absolute disgrace in the last season in the Premier League and, I, and I'll never forgive him for that one season. But in the main, he's given me a lot You'll of... You'll never forgive him? For that one season. He what? was a disgrace. But he said he, he you said can't, himself you can't, he not for, you can't never forgive someone forgive that for, one, for one year. I can. I cannot <laughs> forgive that season from him. Right. He said himself he was a disgrace. That still doesn't make any sense. He does a bit. In my head, he does a little bit. He, he himself said he was a disgrace and that he deserved to have the captaincy taken off him. And he did. But for the most part, he has given me a lot of good memories as a Villa fan. So I'll never hate him. I'll never, ever hate him. I'd love him to come back and fire us to promotion next season. I don't think it's going to happen. And he'll have to do that to get a new contract because he's on big money mm-hmm. and he's only got a year left. But he, from the Bruce point of view, Bruce brought him back in from the cold. Man managed him to perfection, really. He did, yeah. get, he did get something out of him, whatever you say. Whether you're a fan of Gabby or not, he got something out of him. And he knew at some point he was going to need Gabby to provide something. And it may have only been one game, but it was an important game. And he got that goal out of Gabby against Birmingham. And that was probably the highlight of the season. Yeah, absolutely. In the end, that, that's good man management. Because we're not going to shift him. No one's going to come and take him off us. <laughs> no. So you may as well try and use him at some point. Absolutely. With him. I think he's definitely one of these players that needs an arm around the shoulder... Uh, he needs to feel the love. Whether and and you like you say with Bruce, Bruce needs to manage his expectations. Whether you can 
put your arm around the shoulder to, to Agbonna and say, look, you're going to be a real crucial part for me here, but you're going to come off the bench until you prove that, that you're better than than the, the number of good strikers that we have here. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that Bruce can can get the best of Gabbiet off the bench. I think that's possibly well, that's where, where his role he should be. against Birmingham, isn't he? Yeah. He came off the bench and he revitalised us. That game was turning into a boring nil-nil. Arguably, it was swinging in Birmingham's favour. They definitely had the best of the first half in that game. Two issues with the Gabby thing. One is that I don't think he can stay fit. Injuries are a problem. He always picks up niggles. He'll play two or three games. He'll then miss a month. So injuries are a problem for him. My other gripe is that having him there on a bench, it does hold back Hepburn, Murphy and Davis a a little bit. Davis I'd be looking to send out on loan. To be honest, because I think he could do with a, se- a season in the league below would do it would do him good. But I was very impressed with him against Brighton. His hold up play mm-hmm. was very very good yep. for someone of such a young age with limited games. He actually came from non league not that long ago, yeah, so yeah. that's that's very pleasing to see. And he's obviously someone that you can mould and teach. So Gabby's taken up a place on the bench, arguably that could go to to one of them. But if he can come on and make an impact, then no issue. Seems fair. I would again urge you to watch the video because. Um... As I say, it was one of my favourites, and uh, like Dan says, there's there's lots of good strikers to choose from. So there is. need to need to get the lowdown on them. Should we do some comments? Should we do some uh, yeah, some, some fan let's comments? Dive in. Thank you again for for all your comments. I uh, well, we'd love to hear from them, don't we? Mostly, yeah. especially the ones that criticise Dan's fashion sense. Not, not mad on those ones. <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, let's start with Carl Palmer. Carl oh, underscore Palmer. Okay. Have I have I beaten you to it? I Sorry. Know, but no, you, right, go you, with you. you go with yours. All right. with yours. If you could pick a sponsor, who would it be? Not Acorns, as that's too safe a choice. Um, so I've gone for my kind of my favourite sponsor from back in the day, and also a couple of, uh, of of ideal ones as well. So do you want to go first, or shall I? Uh, you go first because I'm looking at what you've wrote down there, and it looks bizarre, quite frankly. <laughs> All right. Uh, this actually also uh, ties in with Ian F's "I Am Freest" uh, tweet as well, who says your favourite. Uh, Thoughts on the new kit and favourite kit of all time. Well, we so, don't know that's the new kit. No, we don't. That's fair to say. I've seen a couple of pictures though, and I quite like it. You have to see see the material, feel the material to, yeah. to know and see it with Breathe a sponsor it. on to yeah. know whether it's a good kit. I originally thought, oh, there's no sponsor. That looks nah, class. Nah. But, uh, but yeah, that's there, not the there is, I know, there is a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, secret little information well, I, there that you're not going to know. really, but I, I know there is a sponsor. All right, fine. I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge. There will be a sponsor. We're not going to not have a sponsor. Oh, yeah, I thought you would. I don't know who he is. But you knew who I think was. I know who he is, but oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know for fact. All right. I've read stuff into the conversations. And... You're going to tell us? Nope. Or... Oh, okay, all right, good. Um, so, my favourite villa kit was probably the first villa kit I ever had. Uh, it was definitely one of them, the 1997 Ast computer. I think that was that's a yeah, memory I kit. T- t- I take. Take offence at the way you're, you're uh, pronouncing it. Isn't it AST computers? Oh, I was called it AST computers. It may be AST computers. Uh, are they still? Let's know in the comments. I don't think so. Yeah. Let's know in the comments if it is AST or is it, if it is AST. Because I think I always said AST growing up. Well, yeah, you're probably more right than me. Well, yeah, I guess I was in the area, so yeah. But I imagine they're probably dead now. And let's know if they're still going because I've not heard. I quite not like not seen them doing much business, to be honest. Another the Awake it the 1999 uh, all white LDV Vans Awake it. I really like that because when I was a kid, I wasn't usually, well, I wasn't allowed white kits because my mum was like, it's a, wa- it's a waste of time. Like, how, you, you're just going to wreck it and then that, that'll be done. So they, that was kind of one that I uh, I kind of dreamt that I would have. But you never got, you, you weren't allowed to have a kit because it, because well, it was white. If I could buy it myself, but 1999, yeah. I was nine, wow, so I couldn't so afford it. 
dictatorship going on in the Julian household we had the, as a child. I had the claret kits, but uh, not 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 full white kit. No. Wow, that's interesting to hear. Banned from having a white having a white kit. Which ones do I like? I actually liked last season's kits. I've got both of them. Yeah. I was fond of the, I was fond of the Under Armour stuff, and I've heard that the Under Armour gear this season is even better than last. Under Armour's great. It's a bit actually. pricey though. That's my only. Yeah. Value. I spent a lot of money. Did you? Last season, yeah. I got my kit from uh, playing at Villa yeah. Park, so yeah. that worked well, out well. I got that one for, for free, obviously, but then I spent money on the away kit at yeah. the start of the season. I got the jacket. It's very brighter. The, oh. the jacket looks great, though. The jacket is good, and I'll still wear that next season. I, I think like I it. might buy one of those. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I liked the... Uh... Not so we match or anything. No, no, no. no. Just... I recently, I don't know whether people saw on Twitter, I recently bought the old Muller kit. Oh, yeah. Five McGrath on the back of gen- a genuine article. I, oh, really? I recently bought that. Nice. That sent me back a little bit of money. Yeah. But that was that's a nice kit. Yeah. I liked it. I think it just reminds me of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I like the stripe kit. My favourite kit's the 99 2000 one that we played in. We lost at the FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. LDV vans again yeah. under John Gregory. I liked the stripe kits. And I know they're not traditional. You wouldn't want one every year. Mm. Maybe just for a change. Well, could, like, I was again. doing a bit of research on this. And do you know. <laughs> you have to go back a bit, but between January and April 1884, we had four different kits. Really? That's mad, isn't it? Blue hoops, two-tone green, black, and then this weird red splodgy kit. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Didn't you research so, it? So there you go. I was going to wonder then whether you were going to say that we had a white kit and then maybe like people's mums got fed up of washing them. So then we had to Well, the one with red splodges was yeah. white. So yeah. maybe maybe that's why they had splodges because it covered covered out. I don't know. Um, we, Carl also asked about ideal sponsors. Uh, I, I did some research again into sponsors. Yeah. There was, a, there was a, a bit of a phase in the 90s where bands would sponsor their favourite kit. Bands? Uh, yeah, so Wet 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 sponsored Clyde Bank in 1993. Really? The Super Furry Animals have also uh, sponsored Cardiff. And uh, Fat Boy Slim sponsored Fat, I remember that. I do uh, remember Brighton. That. I do remember that. So when I was looking at your notes and you wrote there, ideal sponsor. So I thought your ideal sponsor was Wet 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 sponsoring Villa, which I thought was a bit strange. Would you have a, who, who would be a Birmingham, a Brummy band that would sponsor Villa? <sighs> Ozzy Osbourne. Can you imagine? I can't remember the band that he used to be in. The it name has completely escaped me. Yeah, me too. But it'll be a picture of like him just biting off the head of a pigeon or whatever it was. Yeah, I suppose Ozzy Osbourne. Is he a Villa fan, Ozzy Osbourne? Was he a Blue Nose? I think he maybe he's Villa. The other guy that was in the band's a Villa fan. I just can't remember what the band's called and it's really annoying me. No, I'm, I'm sinking under the pressure here. Uh, find it out. Work it out. Um, I've, got a, I've got songs as well. An ideal sponsor. I kind of thought maybe somebody... Um, like, you, I really like it when players or ex-players have a trade or they do something so for example ian taylor's headphones yeah that'd be it7 that'd be a pretty cool one i'll give it7 a little plug i just purchased a pair good of those headphones yeah yeah they're doing the job obviously bluetooth as well which i like so i don't have any cables yeah i mean the the villa view is looking for a sponsor so uh, you know it7 we're we're, we're doing our bit here lad brooks has broke the lad brooks sponsors over yeah it's finished don't know whether don't know what's going on next season discussions haven't taken place so ast computer yeah get them back you know bring them back muller muller rice yeah i like muller Muller again are you gonna look up this ozzy osbourne thing well i did and then ozzy osbourne came up and not uh um, so Ian Taylor headphones um, Marlon Harewood actually runs oh, a, yeah. a, a professional driving service AC13 is that what it is yeah I, I know that name but not the band I was, I was born with him uh, Black Sabbath geez. Black Sabbath right Pathetic. there you go that was embarrassing Pathetic. your review's going down on yeah. this one you didn't uh, know it either <laughs> no that's true so I, I still wouldn't have got it to this to this moment um, so yeah I'd probably go for a, an ex-villain and their new business yeah nice 
Yeah. Okay. I'll go for Muller. Muller Rice. What your ideal sponsor would be? Yeah. Your favourite sponsor as well. Yeah. All right. Good. A bit of nostalgia. Thanks for doing the work. Um, I've got another question here. I don't know who's from. Can I do some questions? Yeah, I thought we've got them in the order here that we were doing them. Oh, sorry. So okay. What, have I thrown you? Is that Joshua. I don't know if it's Long or Leung. This is why it you should have done it. He said, if you could only sign three players next year, what positions would you fill and who would you want to purchase? Also, do you have a dark horse player for next season? I'm going to ignore the first part of the question because it's in an upcoming video. You can do yours. Three positions or three players that you'd, that you'd sign. Uh, I would like a new goalkeeper. I'd like a, a, a firm choice goalkeeper yeah. um, I'd like a right back because no I need a right back about 4,000 right backs Alan Hutton is, is, is not the answer wow um, you're going to get a lot of hate no I'm not going to have he had, a, he had a great season I enjoyed your apology but he's not the long term answer um, <laughs> and I I'd, I'd kind of dodged the question a little bit because I'd like to see a centre back come through the academy um, we've talked here on this podcast before about having um, somebody like Alex Bruce or um, a centre back that's willing to kind of sit on the bench. I quite like to see a centre back that emerges, yeah. uh, sits on the bench for a little bit, but then kind of comes through and, and becomes a real leader of this team. Well, I have my second thoughts about Alex Bruce. It doesn't look like it's happening anyway. Uh, so obviously we've got Chester and Baker. So then really the fourth choice. We're going to sign a third choice to challenge Baker. I imagine because Elfie will go. Mm -hmm. Fourth choice. I forgot about him because he went out on loan last season. We've got Kieran Turner who played a few Premier League games towards the end of that season and didn't look too bad. If you think that Richards was our fourth choice centre-half last year, had what? he started one game. Mm -hmm. So really, your fourth choice isn't going to get that much football. So Kieran Turner could probably do a job as the fourth choice centre-back and then I'd be looking for a centre-back to really challenge Baker. Yeah, Manchester, to be fair. Yeah. Kind of challenge them both. We've been in with that Norwegian guy foreign quite a lot. Right. Don't know too much about him though, but... One of the, I think Norvillain on Twitter was saying he's not very good, so hopefully we'll we'll he, stay away from him. He hasn't made my transfer news. No, that's a little uh, who was tease. the guy you asked about Curtis Davis? That's what. That's the next question I was yeah, going to go on to. Uh, I don't know who who it was, uh, but would you take Curtis Davis for five hundred grand? He uh, he's just joined Derby from Hull. Uh, I would say no. I would say that he's no better than we already have, and as I just mentioned, I'd rather see somebody young come through. Uh, that's that's exciting and, and, and a prospect rather than another kind of veteran who doesn't offer us as much as what we've already got. Well, I think 500000 he's gone to Derby now. I think 500000 is a good price. That's a good signing for Derby, in my opinion, because he's done well at this level. Ben Redding. In, in the past, yeah. Modern. Sorry. <laughs> but his best years are behind him, really. I'm sure Birmingham Mail were quite lively about the fact that we didn't go in for him and that we should have done but he's played for Villa before I read that and he yeah. left under a bit of a cloud he's played with Chester before which is obviously a benefit because he'll know he'll know his game they had a good partnership in the championship I'm a bit surprised Bruce hasn't maybe gone for him for cheap for a third choice centre half he'd probably do a decent job but I'd like to see us look more to the future and they do say in the main never go back and when you've left under a cloud he'll do alright for Derby though to be fair and he'll probably get more football there than he would have got at Villa, so that's probably a better move for him. That's another reason why I I wouldn't want him because I, like I say, I don't think, I don't think he would get into to the starting. Or, or certainly not, not comfortably. He wouldn't just walk in and be the first choice. And we don't need him to sit on the bench. I think we've got what others who. Well, we have at the moment. It depends what happens with Elphick. Really. Yeah. Well, let's see. If I was a whole fan, I'd be annoyed. Would you? Yeah. Because apparently he's got a release clause of 500,000 because they've been relegated. Hull are in this league. Yeah, that's they could, true. They're going to need him. Yeah. 
they're going to be in a position where they've got no players again because they've got a lot of loan players in under Marco Silva. What's There'll be players that don't want to play for Hull now they're in the Championship and now Marco Silva's gone. Davis is a leader. He's been there a long time. Like, I'd be annoyed if I was a Hull fan. That's a silly clause. What? Are they short of money? Because I'd imagine he was on pretty big wages. But I don't know... I don't They've know what they couldn't, problems. They couldn't buy anything, anyone, could they, in the summer? No, but then they did in January spend a little bit of money and got a few tactical loans in. They've just got a terrible owner, haven't they? Yeah. And that's I'm... where we're quite lucky now that we're not... We've, we've obviously well used to being in that position the yeah. last few years, but we've now got an owner who's not, who's not like that, so that that's good. But they're in, they're in a mess. I think they'll struggle this year, regardless of what they did in the transfer market. You can't have all this stuff going on in the background and expect to have a good season. It just doesn't happen. That filters down. That question was from uh, Benny Red, so thank you for that. Um, I've got another one for you. Yeah. Hornzo at NY Smeds. NYS Meds? Not sure. I don't think we should linger on it. Not sure about that. Which, which player on loan would you want to uh, want back in the squad next season? Uh, Shall I go? Yeah, I think I, I know what I'm going to say, but I, you go. I would really like to see Ross McCormack back as a full version of of what Ross McCormack can be. I think if I think if he can be the player that that Villa signed then then there are some real selection dilemmas uh, up front. He'll stay. He will stay. Yeah, but but whether he is the man that that we want him to be, that's the story. We've got to get something out of him. It's again it comes down to man management. We have to get something out of McCormack because we've spent 12 million pounds on him. And we're not going to get that back. We're yeah. not going to get anywhere near that back. Yeah. And now he's 30 years old, 31 years old. That looks like overspending. But Matt was saying it yesterday when he, because one of his predictions was McCormack was going to be Villa's top scorer. The three seasons previous, no one had scored more goals in the championship in three seasons combined. So sometimes it is just that Villa seems to be the problem. I'm convinced of this. It's It can't always be the player. It can't always be the manager at some point. We've got to think there's something there's a wider problem here and I do think there's a lot going on behind the scenes to rectify that kind of thing to be fair but McCormack's proven his level I think he let himself down last season his fitness he didn't look fit to me yeah, well, I don't know whether he had personal demons but he didn't look fit I, I read that there were a few personal things as well so I think a, a good off season for McCormack is, is really important and um, I'm willing and to we, give him a fresh start we could see the benefit is that who you would have gone for or would you have gone for someone uh, else I did I was thinking more along the lines of the people that went out last summer, so the your Veritas, your uh-huh. Hills, people like that. That's probably fair. Sanchez, although Sanchez is gone now. Yeah. I'd like to say, I, I like Carlos Hill. I think he's a decent player. I think he'd be a good, he'd be useful at this level to unlock stubborn defences. I'd probably go I'd probably go with him over the others. And apparently we can't agree a price with the Spanish side that won him at the moment. So at this rate, he's going to be coming back. And I'd rather, if you're paying someone their wages every week, there's no point in putting them in a bomb squad. Utilise them because you may need them at some point. Luke O'Dell, footy mad Luke, who yeah. you're familiar with. I think everyone's probably familiar <laughs> with, with Ginger Luke. Uh, do, do you reckon the expectation is higher for Villa next season to get promoted than it was last season? Yes, because they, ha- they have to get promoted. Definitely. Financially, we, ha- well, I don't know, we have to, but we're going to be in a bit of trouble if we don't, if we don't get promoted because we've spent an awful lot of money. Over the last twelve months, yeah, yeah. Or you, you were just doing. Well, that? you were, you just got a bit low. I just oh, wanted sorry. to bring you up, but Raise subtly. Up. <laughs> I'll sit back up again. I tried to do I it as subtly I, as I, possible. I, I, I Look how low week. you've got. I thought you meant like my seating position. Oh, my voice has gone low. You just you just slumped a bit. Is that headache? Yeah. I think getting to you. Yeah, it's caused me a bit of issues. To be fair. Well, let's wrap it up a little bit. Yeah, I I again I didn't think Villa were going to be made of much 
last season, and I, I think I was proved right in the majority there. Um, but this year, I do feel more confident. I feel like um, we we can put a little run together. Um, and like you say, the financial side of things, we really do need to get promoted. That's really important. Got to answer Alex James's question because I forgot it last week. Nice to get this is an unrelated Villa question, unrelated to Villa. So at this point, people may well turn off. But don't turn off. Alex James wanted to know questions for the podcast. Favorite TV show? Go with that one first. He asked two questions. Favorite TV show? Um, Spooks. Spooks. Have you ever watched it? Uh, I've caught bits of it. Oh, it's brilliant. Spooks. I think you could say it's your favorite TV Spooks. show. Spooks. Spooks is unbelievable. Do you have a movie as well. Uh, a favourite movie I really like uh, no, a be- it, was, it was a movie as well wasn't it oh yeah the, the movie wasn't Not that good, good. No good. No. Okay. had Jon Snow in it Jon Snow friend of the show uh, it's a bit hard to limit favourite TV show but the best ever TV show is comfortably Breaking Bad uh, comfortable you know what you turn time you've not seen Breaking Bad never seen it absolute disgrace Tom <laughs> Julie never seen it uh, get on get on Tell us your favourite TV show and which one's better, Spooks or Breaking Bad. You, Breaking can, Bad. you can have your you're opinion. I think I'm going to get more love than, than I you. I really think you're wrong. All right, next. Uh, he said pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? No. Why? I don't understand this. I don't even know why it's a, what's a talking point. Pineapple's tasty. I don't like pineapple. So Pe- that's, why, not, that's why I don't want it on my pizza, because I don't like it. Editor Dan Rollinson doesn't like it either. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I just don't really understand. If you don't like it, fine, but I think it's delicious. So uh, right, There you go, Alex. Give me a bit of jip actually. She said, said something about me forgetting, so I've remembered this week. Yeah, well done. Um, we also had a question about top um, uh, favourite 11s, favourite Villa 11s. You did a, you and Matt did a video on this, didn't you? A year ago. Oh, oh, quite a while ago. We probably had about 12 subscribers. Yeah, so go back point, and. So probably never got to see it. No, don't go back and see it. Go back and see it because they're always fun to look at the, the video. The, quality, the, the audio quality is nowhere near what it is what it is now on our videos. I look forward to uh, if. If we're still doing a podcast in a year's time, going back and listening to this one. I'll reel mine off quickly because people may have watched yeah, it before. On. So, Mark Bosnich, I just want to point out first, I'm playing a 4-4-2 narrow diamond okay. as my tactical plan. Yep. So, Bosnich in goal, he's not necessarily a right back, but Melberg played some football at right back. So, to get him in, I've got him at, got him at right back. It's close between Larson and Southgate. I've got him Larson and Paul McGrath at centre-half. Alan Wright, left back. Petrov, in front of the back four, Ian Taylor, right-sided central midfielder, Gareth Barry, left-sided central midfielder, and then Paul Merson playing off Benteke in York. That is a team. That's quite a nice team. That is a team. Uh, yeah, I had a little look at mine today as well. I've got a few similar similarities in there. I've gone for a th- uh, kind of wing-backs. Um, in vogue, you put the in-vogue system. Yeah, it could be turned into a 4-4-2 if you wanted to change it up a little bit. Uh, Bosnich in goal. Yeah. Uh, McGrath, Southgate, and Olaf Melberg as our centre backs with Milner and Staunton, our two wing backs. I think you... Staunton would struggle at wing back. Yeah, he would. He got the legs. I think he'd play there sometimes, so. We could maybe make a tactical substitution, kind of 60 minutes. Let's, yeah. let's see how we're doing. Uh, Petrov, Barry, and Merson in the midfield, and then York and Dublin, two big men up front. Is York that um, big? Yeah. No, he's not. I bet he's not over six foot. Why do you always call me out on things? I'm, I'm he's not a big it. man. DRW's a big man. Ben is a big man. Marlon Harewood's a big man. Do you want to name more big men? I'm going to get Marlon Harewood in every show. <laughs> every show if I can. He's not going to say on Wikipedia how tall he is, is he? Five foot nine. Five foot nine. There we go. Thank you very much. Thomas Julian right, killing himself with the... Uh... I had Ben Teke on the bench, um, Juan Pablo Angel, Hugo Ekiog, Ian Taylor, 
and uh, Shay Given was my goalkeeper. Shay Given, I didn't do anything for Villa. He's a good goalkeeper. Shay Given's a quality goalkeeper. Yeah, We're talking about best Villa eleven. He's he's one of the best goalkeepers that's played in my lifetime. For okay, Villa. I'm going to contradict. I'm going to come come at you here again. Of course. If you if you're going by that logic, then Peter Schmeichel should be a goalkeeper. Oh, I forgot about oh, Peter Schmeichel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. And Ian Taylor on the bench is an my rating is just disgrace. just. Falling apart, Ian isn't Tyler it? on the bench is a disgrace. Hey, he'd be sponsoring the kit. No, he'd, he'd be in. He'd be in ninety-five percent of Villa fans' elevens. He's on. He's on my bench. It's not good enough. Ian Tyler should be in your team. I like that three midfield. I mean, I love Stan Petrov, but Ian Tyler would be in there over Stan Petrov. Do you think? Hundred, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Alienating yourself like you do every week. Uh, again, if you uh, if you want to give us your Villa eleven, we've we've asked a lot of you this week, so. Um, Feel feel free to. Uh, we have to stop in a minute because no one's, no one's going to listen. The ignore it. Well, forever. We're about forty two minutes, oh, okay. which we were last week. Okay. So uh, sorry, I misread that. Um, yeah, yeah. Are we done? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I've got some news. I've got some transfer. Okay, news. Come with the quick news. Yeah, again, on. we haven't answered every question, so the stuff that we've missed, I'll try and we'll try and get in next week. Yeah. Um, Angel, the free transfer, thirty year old from Real Zaragoza. Yes or no? Don't know anything about him, so. Have to be a no he scored twenty one goals for he scored twenty one goals for Real Zaragoza. Yeah, don't, don't need him. Yeah, good. Syria departures. Uh, Carlos Sanchez already gone. Fiorentina two point five mil. That happened a while ago, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, bringing everyone up to date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's the off season. Okay. Jordan Amavi, Sampdoria. He's nine, surplus apparently. Amava. Nine million. It's about what we paid for him. That's that's pretty good. I'm I'd be quite happy to take nine million. He'll go, and in the transfer video that's upcoming of. Recommended a replacement, a younger, cheaper. I don't think he's younger actually. A, ch- a cheaper replacement from the Premier League, who I think would be a good asset. I'm not going to say who he is because I spoiled the video. Absolutely. Have a no- guess in the comments if you want. Nice little tease. Um, and finally, Ashley Young links with Villa. No chance. No. Would you want him? Well, yeah, he's a good player, so I'd take him because he's a good player. And I think we maybe need a winger still, but I'd have him. He's a Premier League move. Even he just ended up going back to Watford, if anything. Yeah, back Stoke, to his old club. Stoke and Newcastle are favourites. Villa uh, third with, at 10 to 1. He won't drop down to the Championship at this stage of his career, I, I wouldn't have thought. He's I, still a good player. 31 as well. He's still got. Whenever well, he's played for Man U, to be fair, and he's spent a lot of time playing fullback. Yeah. For Man U, he's always done half decent yeah. for me. I don't like his diving, it's one thing I don't like about him. Yeah. But I take him back, but he won't go. No way. Good. Unless his old mate Gabby can do some serious persuading. Yeah. He's going to come. We won't best pay his wages. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Done. I'm done. Right. Hopefully you've all enjoyed this podcast. Apologies if you have not. So we'll be back next week. I think we'll be filming on Tuesday next week because we have to delay it for a day. Remember, please, please, if you could give us a rating on iTunes in particular, that would be absolutely fantastic because that would really help the podcast get recognised. Thanks to everyone who's listened and watched and commented in the last few weeks and giving us a like on YouTube. Do give us a like on YouTube if you are watching via YouTube. That wrap? Yeah, I think so. See you later. Cheers. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.